The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 77. Today, Kayleen Hale is back in the studio with me, and we are talking about unpacking the secret and working with the law of attraction. In this particular episode, she and I actually did some verbal processing together, and there is some pretty good additional insights in this episode about crafting your ask. Crafting your ask in a complete way instead of going from change to change to change in your life and chasing your tail your tail like a dog. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I always enjoy having Kaylee in the studio. She always pulls a lot of good stuff out of me and vice versa. So yeah, let's get started and enjoy unpacking the secret a little bit more with Kayleen Hale. All right, New Age Christian family, here we are again with Kayleen Hale in the studio. Say hello. Hi, guys. As you guys know, she's been a regular here on the show and always enjoy getting her thoughts on things. We already did an interview with Ron about the law of attraction and how he uses it. For those of you who may not have, I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you haven't listened to the series on the law of attraction, we just finished 13 episodes on unpacking the secret you remember the movie you've seen it and then you know i want to do a series of interviews with you and ron and then we're going to do one with kat as well about how you guys do work with the law of attraction and i guess we'll just get right into it so if you were to describe the law of attraction to somebody how would you describe it oh goodness it kind of depends on who i was describing it to because if it was kind of like a churchy Christian person, I'd be like, um, what you sow you will reap, but with your thoughts. Okay. So if you're constantly thinking about positive stuff, that's what you're attracting. If you're constantly worrying, and I just wanted to pray for you, but it's always this worried energy, all of a sudden your life looks really dim, and God's trying to teach you a lesson, and it's just miserable, (laughs) and you're like, oh, but I'm trying so hard to be good. So that's what I would say, but with a lot of other people, I just kind of say, hey, you know when you really focus on something, whether it be like a, like a vacation, it's usually the best one. If you're on vacation and if you're all excited and then it's this amazing vacation and you just think of all these things you're going to do and you just have so much fun, you're like, oh, wow, that was a great. But so many people will also be like, well, it's going to be great, but you know, I'm going with family and we don't get along. Or, and they'll have all these caveats to why their vacation won't be so great. And you talk to them afterwards and oh lo and behold it was exactly what they thought it would be right so it's kind of exactly it's like what you are putting your energy in is what you are getting back so when you explain to people you kind of go at their own personal experience and try to like connect the dots of you've seen this in your life well there's a way in which that works kind of most certainly and yeah with christians especially like there's so many verses where jesus talks about as a man thinks in his heart so is he and so it's very easy for me to connect Christians to the law of attraction using the Bible because it's like loaded. It's all throughout there. 
And Jesus said, you know, when you pray, believe that you have what you've asked for and it shall be given to you. Nothing is impossible. Like all of these scriptures about like, you can pretty much create the life you want if you know how to do it. That's the law of attraction. It just cracks me up that, I mean, here in the Bible, we have all these instructions on how to do it. And it's so plainly written, but it's not the Christian organization that came out with the law of attraction. No. It's other people who just saw it working and figured it out. Have you ever, and I don't know if we've, this is totally random, but have you ever heard about the Gospel of Thomas and supposedly how Jesus, in one of the passages that's really familiar about when he says, teach us how to pray, mm-hmm. right? That the Gospel of Thomas has a whole additional section about, so when you pray, envision the thing that you've asked for and like gather the energy around you of already having it and fulfilled and the gratitude that would come if you already had it. Like he explains in the Gospel of Thomas, he absolutely explains his answer to how do we pray, Lord, is actually a step-by-step instruction on the law of attraction. I think I've heard it from you. Okay. (laughs) And I heard that from Greg Braden on some teaching that I don't even know where to start finding it, but I've never read the Gospel of Thomas, but that is, you know, regardless if it is in there, and I don't know why Greg Braden would, lie about it it's a really cool it is loaded and jesus is is very consistently telling the people like you want the life you want and he calls it prayer and that is a really easy connection but i have i find it harder with people that are like just totally worldly and have no spiritual concept like to go you can create the life you want using spiritual tools have you ran anybody like that and how do you overcome that or do you oh goodness i've done a little bit but most of the people i talk to are very aware that i'm very spiritual and that i lean towards that stuff though i rarely define it for people they just figure that there's something weird about kaylee right well (laughs) obviously but a lot of it is really just going hey look at the energy around like what you're attracting and the one that i use the most actually is president trump getting elected okay it was such a negative energy around him running for president and you heard about it all over the news it was just non-stop he's a buffoon he's gonna fail like oh my gosh america will be so horrible if he you know becomes president and i told people i'm like what my politics are i'm not gonna say but I'm like, he will be elected president because of the nonstop focus on Donald Trump. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The amount of focus that was on him, we are attracting him as our president. Right. That's on The Secret. Jack Canfield, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, he talks about Mother Teresa, how she had it right. Mother Teresa never went to anti-war rally. She says, but if you're going to have a peace rally, go ahead and give me a call. I'll be there. Like well, to focus on no war, no war, no war, no war. Guess what we get? War. Yeah. And that's, I don't know if you, you probably haven't listened to a lot of the series because we're so close that you already know this stuff. So as far as, but I do talk about it in one of the, in a couple of the episodes of like focusing on the negative that the, the universe can only create. Mm-hmm. It can't destroy. It can create destruction, but it's still forward moving. And so when you tell it not to do something, it doesn't hold down, it doesn't have the capacity to not do something. And when your vibration is don't get sick, 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 you're actually all the universe hears is get sick, get sick, get sick, because it doesn't not do something. If I told you 
don't call a taxi. Now I'm thinking about calling a taxi. Well, not only that, like, how do you, okay, but what do I do? <laughs> I am pure creative energy force, and you told me not to do something that is completely useless. Well, at that point, it's a blank slate, and all you put down is don't call a taxi, so that's the only thing it has to focus on. And right. if it doesn't read the don't... Well, okay, I'm not going to call a taxi. What did you want me to do again? Right. Like, the world, the infinite... Well, the only thing I do understand is taxi, so okay, let's go do that. And that is absolutely the Donald Trump, the pretty much every presidential election, the one that receives the most fear is the one that wins, Mm -hmm. I found. So speaking of which, we are recording this in the middle of quarantine. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So you and Ron have been at my house for the last few weeks, and we've been... I think it's been a month now. Right? And so... (laughs) Quarantine and lots of negative energy. I mean, that's one of my questions lower on the list, but we're kind of in that discussion. So what are your thoughts on law of attraction? How it works with quarantine? Any advice? Any? Oh, goodness. What a broad question. (laughs) Well, the first thing when I started hearing about this, just watching how the media played into it and how how much it was talked of, I knew something was going to go down. It was the same like... And when they started shutting down states, I knew that this was going to come to Michigan. Like, there was no way it wasn't, especially when our governor said she was not going to do it. We're like, oh, okay, let's start preparing for it to happen. Our entire group was like, all right, get ready, guys. (laughs) The politicians said they weren't going to do something, so it's coming. It's true. That's what we did. But the many discussions that we had as our group was really about, okay, how are we going to live in this energy? Mm-hmm. Because it's realistic of even if I'm living in this positive, I am healthy, I'm going to be smart, but I'm going to be healthy. So, you know, taking vitamin C because it helps your immune. But at the same time, every time taking it, don't worry about being sick. Just going, hey, this helps my body mm-hmm. was one of the discussions we had. And then how do we feel when we go out into public? Because there is, you know, other energies. Right. They are attracting it. And so even on your level, even if you are creating health and you are creating happiness and all this stuff, there are people around you creating death. It's mm-hmm. a very real thing. And especially when the whole world is panicking, you're like, oh, wow, I'm like one of the 1% that's not. I'm one of the 1% that knows that, hey, I can use this energy for good. And you're like, wow, well, now I have 99% of the world that doesn't agree with me. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? So... One of the things I do is talk with other people who are like-minded. That helps keep your energy to feed off their energy. And there is a little bit of, for me, I deal with a lot of stuff by humor. So finding the humor in this has been great. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that is watching who you talk to. Watching what information you let. I haven't been watching any of the news. I feel like it's tainted already, so I don't trust it. But then on top of that, I would rather get my news source from trusted sites that haven't been known to lie or stage things or use video from other countries and pretending it's our country. (laughs) Um, Stuff like that, which is happening, guys, unfortunately. So it's not letting it be a pandemic in my mind. I know that there's a few people in Traverse City or in Gaylord, where I'm originally from, before I've stayed with Austin for this quarantine. And there are people who've gotten it in our towns but it's been very minimal. Like if right. you think of the amount of people who've gotten the flu or the other stuff, it's not that massive. 
So it's also giving it the proper place in my mind. It is something to be smart about, but at the same time, it isn't the end of the world that it's being played to be. So having these discussions about the law of attraction, and one of the questions we'll get to, I'm really excited to ask the question about, you know, how do you deal with the realization that you've attracted negative things in your life? But this is another one, like how do you handle the law of attraction when there's a crisis? Like realizing, like look, the law of attraction is never not working. It is always on, it is always the way the universe works. And so with COVID, with the coronavirus quarantines, and we're in one of the states that's got the most stringent, I think us in New York are the two most stringent states with all of the qualifications and everything you can and cannot do. And it is, I mean, we just had two days ago, I don't know how many people did a big protest down in Lansing in front of the governor's office. And it's, I know the Facebook group for Michiganders Against Quarantine is like over 350,000 now. Um, And that was like four days ago. So I don't even know what it is right now. But so it's, there's so much energy. Mm Mm-hmm. There's energy for freedom, America, revolution. Maybe it's time to take him out, you know, all this stuff. And then there's energy for we're all going to die. The governor's is might as well just call her Jesus Whitmer and she's saving everybody and she's, you know, the best person. And then there's everything in between. Mm -hmm. There are people who are absolutely worshiping the fear and the quarantine things. And then there's other people are saying, you know what, I'm going to, you know. And when you're living in a world with so much energy and you go out and shopping in it, like it's really easy to forget that you're still attracting your reality mm-hmm. because it's really easy to blame. Well, clearly I didn't attract this. The whole world's under. The- well, there's a reason you were born in this generation. There's a reason that you live in Michigan and not in some other state that's not quarantined. Like so many micro attractions that we don't pay attention to not the least of which is you're alive at this time so even that is one of the things to say you've attracted your existence even now and it can get really difficult to remember those big picture things when you're in the midst of crisis it is and it's really hard to also take responsibility for it right I mean, it's not fun to know that you've attracted all the crap that's happened in your life. So now we've talked a lot about it and I talked a lot about it in the episodes about like, there's kind of two responses to that. One is the law of attraction is a load of crap. You're a jerk and this is all lies. There's no way that those things that have happened to me are my fault. That's Mm -hmm. one version. And then the other version is, oh my gosh. This is all my fault, quote unquote, air quotes. I even did a whole thing on like the definition of fault and everything. Go listen to the episode if you're getting a little frustrated with that word. But the idea that your fault being in air quotes is because fault implies intention. Fault implies I did it on purpose. But the reality is, is that there is another way to react is I have the power. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have the power for negative things, but oh my gosh, there's a flip side to that coin. I have the power to change those things. And so some people hate that news and hate the reality that it is your fault. And other people love it because they feel empowered like, oh my gosh, I'm not a victim. And so coronavirus, COVID-19, being alive at this time, being in Michigan, everything like that. Now, 
let's just jump to that question. So how do you, Kaylee, how do you work through personally those moments where you realize, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, those moments are always layered. So as I was learning about this quite a while ago, shortly after, I was led to find the value for darkness, find the value for pain, find the value of what that teaches. So then all of a sudden you're like, hey, even though I have attracted, you know, people for so long, I had attracted so many people in my life that loved me in a way I could not accept. Like I was surrounded by people who loved me and I never felt loved. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really sad. (laughs) But at the same time, it gave me the greatest capacity for understanding love. For gave me just a love of understanding love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've searched it out. I know Boston's done a few podcasts with me about it. Mm-hmm. But I would have never had that if I hadn't attracted a lifestyle that I needed it. Right. And so the flip side is for all the crap I have attracted, there's also been an upside. Right. Um, if I choose to look at it that way. But there are times going, it is really hard because I live in a town that I'm not a fan of. Right. I work at a job that I'm not a fan of. And I'm surrounded by people I'm not really fans of. I'm very conservative. I'm a little more of a free thinker. So very kind of a spiritual woo-woo. And they're kind of like, you don't go to church? Right. Like, oh, no. So. I am the church. It comes with me. but And your Bible says that, but whatever. Hate to ruin their day. <laughs> so it's it is taking responsibility, it is knowing that I have caused my own pain. I have made those choices. And there is, you know, times where I'm like, oh man, I did attract that lifestyle. I did attract these people that later hurt me. And that's the hardest thing for me is when I've attracted people into my life or jobs or different stuff. I'm like, oh, I was so focused on attracting money that I put myself in a toxic work environment. that was fun and so then I tried to create a different environment and there wasn't a lot of money in there and there was other stuff I'm like oh I also attracted that I did something easy that I could understand and catch on really fast I got that now but now the money's not very good and it's easy and I'm bored (laughs) so I have gotten exactly what I've attracted but I haven't completely always thought through okay So there is a little Mm. bit of going, even when you understand the law of attraction, even when you, you have to also realize that you have to well define what you're attracting. Like if you say, hey, I wanna make a lot of money, I guarantee you, you can make a lot of money. Are you gonna like what you have to do to get that? Right. Are you gonna like what you attract to your ways of creating that? That's one of the big things I know we've learned kind of in our, together as a community, is the ability to tell the universe, hey, thank you, but no thank you on this particular component. I was talking to a coworker of mine who really needs more finances. He is just finalizing his divorce and he needs, he's got child support payments now and he wasn't making enough anyways and now he's really not making enough and he used to be in the oil fields and I had him watch The Secret, I had him listen to some of these episodes this is only a few, you know, a month before the COVID shutdown, anyways. And we were riding to work one day together. We were carpooling, and he was like, "So this whole law of attraction thing, man, it's going to change my life. It's so good." And he was super excited. That classic, classic, like I'm super excited. This is absolutely the thing that I've been missing. And it is that initial, like, 
shit yeah man let's do this and but he had he was loaded with some really good questions but he uh, then asked he says so I used to be in the oil fields and I know I need to make good money or anything like that and I haven't seen anything about oil fields for a couple of years now and I was talking to my girlfriend we're talking about needing more money or anything like that. and then on my Facebook a buddy shared a job opening at an oil company that I tried to get in before and he's like do you think that's the law of attraction do you think that's the universe I was like dude I mean, the law of attraction is going to use the tools that it has at its disposal to get you from point A to point B as as quickly as possible. So you have oil field experience. You need more income. Here's your answer. The law of attraction could attract you to going and become a computer programmer, but that's a very long-winded answer to something that's really easy for the universe to to supply. He goes, yeah, but the problem is... (laughs) And... He's like, it's so much time away from my kids and away from my fiance, and I don't, I don't know what to do with that. And that's where I got into like, dude, it's okay to say thank you, but no thank you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to refine your ask and to go, okay, so I want the funds, but point A to point B in this way is, has too many other costs. And the universe isn't going to get offended and be like, well, fine, I'm just not going to answer your question. I'm not going to give it to you. No, it's, it's going to go, okay, you want something different. It's typically going to always be a little bit longer path because it gives you the shortest distance between two points. Mm-hmm. So when you get that answer and you go, no, thank you, by default, the next answer is going to be a little bit longer. And some of them, you know, you keep saying, no, thank you, no, thank you, no, thank you. And you're getting so specific, like, I want all the money in the world and I don't want to even have to work for it. And I want all friends that don't ever offend me. And I want... Guess what? You're going to have to wait a few million years before humanity has graduated to the point where you can live that existence. But it will find its way to you. <laughs> like, So learning how to dynamically work with this law, right? And learning how to say no thank you to the universe. Now, do you feel like kind of going through, I know you just did, Briefly, but do you feel like maybe unpacking that in a little bit more detail for kind of a teaching example? Oh, goodness. How to say no thank you? Well, you because I know the three jobs you're talking about. You progressed through three jobs, right? And each one brought its own challenges. And then you began to kind of work your way. And then where are you at now? And so on and so forth. Do you want to walk through that in a little bit more detail so people can? Sure. I mean, um, so it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I'm pretty sure the last time I was on the podcast, I worked at Starbucks. And that had some great, like for me, when I started, it was really about making friends. It wasn't about the pay. It was I was living in Gaylord and I didn't know anybody. I had nobody to hang out with. So I went in there with like, these are people the same age. I've seen one with funky color in their hair. Like there might be a chance that somebody's a free thinker in this area. <laughs> it's Starbucks and that's radical in Gaylord. Uh Sorry, that's very sassy. Well, it's a small farming town. It is radical. Like it is. Like free thinkers in small farming towns in northern Michigan is hard to find. And so, like, I worked there for just over a year. And, like, I did good. Like, at the when I was leaving, I was to the point where I was trying to become a shift supervisor. So just the next step up from barista. And I wouldn't say it was a shoe-in, but there was a good chance that it would have been between me and another girl. And it would have been, well... I'm really good at doing that kind of stuff versus she was really loved. Right. And she did get it after I left. And so it was very much, uh, 
Like, was I going to stay in this environment? And I was talking to another girl that worked there, and we both knew they didn't make we didn't make enough money. She was the shift supervisor, and she was trying to get other jobs. Right. And so she offhandedly told me about this opening at a credit union, and she's like, "Well, I didn't get it. You should apply." And so I did. And my husband had credit union experience, so he told me what they were looking for. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I got the job. It started off at so much more than I've ever made, a lot more than I was making at Starbucks. So what pulled you from Starbucks to the credit union was, was money. The, in- the income? Okay. It was, and it was something I was focusing on. It was something like, it I was. need to make more. And I had an adult job. <laughs> oh my gosh, like it was like a nine to five. It was, I was a teller, guys. I had a uniform. It kind of sucked. But <laughs> like, you know, the normal lunch hours, your lunch hours were during lunchtime. You had banker's uh, hours. I had vacation pay. It was great. Um, I had incentives. It was awesome. Except it sucked. Right. <laughs> um, like, I got into like politics and jobs, which I've never really done before. I've never had to mm. deal with that because I'm very yeah workplace politics. Oh my That's god, the best. And like, then it turned out that this credit union was the only credit union that like was despised by every car dealer in Gaylord. My husband works at a car dealer in Gaylord. <laughs> like, so it became specific times that his job was against my job and my job was against his job. His job was trying to make peace with my job. My job was not having peace. They're like, right. no, you're too small for us to care. I'm like, dude, like we're too small to really be offending car dealers. <laughs> like Gaylord has trouble doing car loans and you're the problem. Right, okay. Um, so it came to the point where like my husband actually got an email making fun of me from my job. Because they didn't know that you guys were married. They should have known, because I had made them aware, but they didn't even care enough to notice that we had the same last name. Right. (laughs) That's... And like, yep, and I had made them well aware of this is, like, my husband works there, everybody knew, and so it was kind of that point where I was like, oh my gosh, I now work at a job that will pay me well and doesn't give a crap. Right. They were very much very, we're family, this is great, we pay you, we take care of you. And they do pay well. I mean, I've never worked at a job on that scale that actually legitly gave you a livable wage. When the price of living went up, their starting rate would go up too. And then they would, all the existing employees would also get matching ups. So it was great. But at the same time, the stress and having to deal with toxic people and it was great growing experience, but I had attracted a miserable environment. But you got the more money. So yay me! <laughs> I did what I set out to do. I got more money. I got that adult career, and I hated it. So then you left there, and what pulled you to the next one? I put in my two weeks at that job. I had talked to my husband. He had managed to get a raise that he had been trying to for years, that they had been promising him for over a year. And so it's kind of like, oh, he finally got that. And it kind of got me that like, okay, I can leave without screwing us up. Like I right. can I can do that. We can make our payments. We'll survive. I'll find something. But it was kind of that point where I'll, I'll just find something to get me out of the house. Okay. Guess what I found, guys? I found something a couple days later from a friend that was the hotel industry. And I had literally only said something kind of easy, get me out of the house. I have hotel experience. Right. I did great in the hotel in the past. I'm great with that 
service oriented, I'm not a fan of this hotel. I'm not a fan of the 3 to 11 shift right. where I don't get to see my husband because he's gone when I wake up and I'm you know, coming home when he's asleep. So it's that I didn't even put any attention, and I've known of the law of attraction for, it's been four years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh gosh, four years now. And so it was about two or three months in, uh, two months in, <laughs> I have to think of how long I've been there. And I just kind of said, "Hun," I was talking to my husband, Ron, and I was like, "Hun, I'm sick of this. Like, I'm sick of this place. I'm sick of everything. And I, I just, it's like, what do you even want to do? It's like, you know I want to be a life coach. Like, you know that I've been working with Austin and you know, like, that's my passion and I care about people and I I really want to help people find themselves. And once you know it, like two days later, a random acquaintance that I knew from Community Financial, I helped him out a little bit with his finances, Mm -hmm. messaged me on Facebook, was like, hey, I really like you, let's hang out. And as a friend, and so we hung out and it came up that that's what I would like to do. And he hired me. Like now I've done one. <laughs> I have another one scheduled for Monday. So who knows how. And I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. But as I asked the universe to give me a chance to start working as like a life coach, belief coach, emotion coach, all that stuff and help people process and really pull themselves up. I want to help people discover themselves and how to be themselves authentically and happy and build with that self so then they can introduce it to others and work with others and i have now an opportunity not something i can live on yet but it is the universe said you want this here's the easiest way i have somebody sorry right here really (laughs) close and i'm just gonna link them to you and i could have easily said no thanks right or you know this one's not like oh this isn't a livable wage i could take the long route, go to school, do all this stuff, learn and spend how much money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I can do this where, yes, it's not livable, but it works with my schedule. You know, even if, you know, this is the only one, I am literally living an aspect of my dream out. So the reason I had you, I wanted to dig down into that more so that people can hear, because real tangible examples are, I think a lot of people relate more deeply like, Oh, yeah, I guess if I really look at my journey through my professional life or through my romantic relationships or through the places I've lived, that you can begin to see like, oh, I wanted change in this area. I got change in that area. Oh, I wanted change in this area. I got change in that area. And then at the same time, you realize maybe I should have been more thorough with my ask. (laughs) Like Maybe I should have been more thoughtful about the world I was creating and you know why people don't is because they don't they haven't yet learned that they are the creator of their world well it is crazy and sometimes too one of the things that when we we're just going over these questions I realized that one of the things I had always attracted before I knew this law of attraction is I was trying to attract a life partner that would love me like that was so important to me and I did I didn't know how to accept it Like, I married somebody who loved me absolutely completely. I had no idea how to accept it. Like, Austin knows my story. So then I attracted a group of people, and I didn't know how to accept it. And so, thankfully, around that same time when it was, like, starting to kill me, (laughs) was, like, not, I can't prove it, but, like, any intimacy in conversation, anything was, oh, my God, it was, I was miserable, I was in pain. 
was around the time that I found out about psyche and beliefs and how those impact you. And so I was attracting going, I have it and I can't use it. It was like, I literally like attracted all the money in the world, but I got the wrong currency. Right. Or like, you know, oh, I attracted all these candles and I don't have a match. Right. And so you don't even sometimes realize that, that you do attract, like yeah. thankfully this one, it was a solution, but there are times that you do attract what you want and you don't know how to deal with it. So you go, oh no, I don't want that anymore. And instead of going, oh no, there is another component that you are missing. It is what you want. You just don't realize you never bother to ask for blank. Whether for me it was, oh, I needed to believe I was worthy of love. I needed to believe that I could have it. And and then all of a sudden, wow, it went from one relationship level to the next, almost instantaneously. Right. My husband was always on that level. I wasn't. Right. Which is kind of humbling to admit. And then it was like the same thing. Like you had been attracting a relationship with me and we had this great relationship and I had been attracting one back and it was great. And then all of a sudden you were the one that was like, hey, Keely, you should probably check whether you believe people close to you can love you. And like it wasn't the fact that those people loved me. I just didn't believe it. Right. So do you remember that conversation? I do. I remember like. I'm not sure it's what you think it is. It might be this. And he was right. Always. Because <laughs> I've, I mean, and the more and more you live it, the more and more you examine it, the more and more you break it apart, you realize these challenges are very common for just about everybody. Mm-hmm. The journey is not like, oh, Kaylee, I can't believe you didn't find the career you love out of nowhere. Like a lot of people have found it and they don't have the courage to find a different one because they've just, well, the money is the most important thing so it's fine or the the atmosphere is the most important thing so although i'm way underpaid i love my job like there's so many things to crafting mm-hmm. as we're talking i'm like that is by and large belief iq the second module that i want to do is basically crafting your dream life and using energy work and emotion code and stuff like that to basically realize that we have these moments, these individual things that we want to fix. I want to fix this. And we don't realize that there's either secondary gains of the thing we're getting rid of that we haven't considered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's I used the example in a previous episode of the series where someone wants to be healthy, but they might be living on disability checks. And so I want to be healthy means I also have to give up my income. Mm-hmm. And so which one do you want more? So there's the secondary gains that you don't really think of. Or on the other side, on the thing that you're going towards is realizing that, yes, this is the shortest distance between two points, but there's other issues on that that you haven't thought through Mm -hmm. that you're going to just move yourself from one point of specific miseries to another point of other miseries to another point of other miseries until you realize what's the whole life that I want. Mm-hmm. And that takes time and it takes intention. And that's where most people I found, they don't think about the law of attraction as a whole life puzzle. They think of it in one issue to the next issue to the next issue to the next issue. And then they chase their tail like a dog trying to find happiness. And well, I'm unhappy in this area, so I go to the next area of happiness. And the thing that I was had great over here now sucks over here. And the thing that I had great over there now sucks over here. And you just chase yourself. 
until you realize to pause and figure out the whole picture, then letting the universe craft a life. As I've watched your journey, and that's getting specific on this story for like the job to job to job to job, mm-hmm. it's been one of those things that I've taken out notes from my own. Like you and Ron work with the law of attraction really fast. And it's one of those things that I've observed like, man, in a lot of ways, I'm like, they fly through it way faster than I do. Like, I must suck at this. <laughs> and then I've also kind of realized like, the changes that I attract are much slower, but they're really quite large, mm-hmm. by and large. And I've been trying to quantify why. What is the difference? And it's because of that larger crafting. And so, in the midst of this, we have not actually talked about this. So, in the midst of this, that's my advice to you is your friend <laughs> to craft your asks more intentionally and more completely. But on top of that, I think you have lots of advice on the tools and the speed at which you and Ron have been able to do things. So I would be curious to kind of shift the conversation unless you have any parting thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. But to like, what are some of the tools you use? Because again, you guys are super quick at it. What are some of the tools you use and your favorites, your least favorites? Well, uh, I can say my least favorite right now, visualization. You hear that all the time. Visualize what you want to see. Visualize. I, I can't. Like, I don't know. And that was one of the things that I was like, I should attract being able to visualize. (laughs) (laughs) And now I've come to the point where I've just also learned to respect how I work. Instead of trying to force myself to work in the way that other people work, I should learn how I work. And I'm very emotional, which for years I thought was a bad thing. But the more and more I'm learning, it's not. Because for me, when I focus on wanting something or different stuff, I really, when I attract it, I really tie into how does that make me feel? Okay. Yeah, well, feeling is the secret. Is It's one, it's a book. And two, it is a massive part of the law of attraction or the the secret in the movie. And of course, that was none of the stuff that stuck with me. It was only what I wasn't able to do was what I focused on. I suck at visualizing. Exactly. (laughs) So then I was focusing on how I suck at it. Right. And oh my goodness, once you just see, I continued to suck at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then I was given multiple opportunities to suck at it. Right. And I could just remember telling my husband, I give up. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm done. Like, not the law of attraction, but visualizing. I'm just like, I'm done. I'm not. And honestly, that was one of the best things for me yep. to do. Um, and then around that time, I started dealing with a lot of emotions and I was like oh wow and having multiple multiple times it kind of felt like I was just being overwhelmed that I was like dealing and having to discover how I deal with them and what to do and it was just all it felt like for six months to a year was a little breaks here and there but here's a new aspect of how to deal with emotions here's a new aspect of how emotions can ruin you here's a new fact of how emotions can heal you and it was just everything and it was like oh my gosh I don't ever want to feel anything right but at the same time it was the tool of going I want to feel you know when I went to Starbucks I want to feel important I want to feel loved by a community I want to and I I was Mm -hmm. I felt in like in that community that I was loved and that 
you know, that there was that friendship bond with different people and that overall everyone knew that they could rely on me and that that I wasn't somebody that they didn't want to work with. Like that's I mean there are there are people that you look at the schedule and you're like, crap, I have to work with them. And you don't right. you don't mean to be mean, but they're negative and and I wanted to be the opposite where it was like when you see her on the schedule with Kaylee, like, yay, she works hard, she's positive energy, she's fun. And I was that. I was this upbeat, positive energy. And they were disappointed when they found out I was leaving. Right. And then I wanted to be this professional, you know, like build this career almost type thing. And I knew it wasn't my field, but I'm like, there's money in it. And if we go there for a while, we can really pay down some of our debt. And really, I mean, we did. And I was, and I was, I won't say it was the most successful there, but I was one of the higher success rates with right. suggesting products to the members there and creating relationships. And, and I did that. But and you felt successful. I felt successful and I felt at the same time unwanted, just a cog in the machine. Right. Like Starbucks was a way, way bigger company. Like, but it was at this little credit union that's only in Michigan that had, you know, just a few up north and then most of them were downstate. And I met the CEO. I've shook his shook. Shook, 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 shook his hand. Shook his hand. <laughs> shook his like hand. Like a piece of corn. And I've talked to him, and so there was like I literally knew the boss. I met him, but yet I still at this job feel way more like a cog of the machine. Right. But then that's what I began to attract because that's all I felt. Suddenly, that's all I could focus on. It's here. I'm just another cog in the machine. It's really hard when I have found those. I know multiple people who have a very high emotive emotion sense, you know, sensing and feeling. And it is, it's, I've watched every one of them to a T when there's like this tipping point in which the emotions become, it becomes the creator Mm -hmm. of your life as opposed to you being the creator of your life. And it's because emotions can definitely be largely influenced by external circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to watching you and others that I know become masters of their emotions because as powerful as it can be to cause trouble mm-hmm. is just as powerful as it can be to change the world and change your life. And it's, it is an art, though. It is one of the more potent for good and for bad. Would you agree? It is that. I, oh goodness. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it now because I haven't on this podcast since I found out about less than, no, a year ago that I was an empath. Mm-hmm. It was right around the time that we lost a dear friend. Yep. And I realized that the morning emotions I had were not corresponding to the relationship I had with him. Right. It was to a level that it shouldn't have been. And I was feeling other people's emotions. And so then it was trying to, from the sidelines, help other people deal with their emotions so I could deal. Like, here, let me help you deal with your crap so I can live okay. Right. And then it became other people's lives started falling around around me. And people would be like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, well, technically my life is fine, but I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> like, and that was always the thing that I couldn't really quantify with people is like, 
if you look at my life, I look great, but I am literally falling to pieces because of all the people around me falling to pieces. Right. So it was very much trying to be a positive energy while completely overwhelmed by everyone else's negative energies. And so there was a lot of fun with that. <laughs> um, so that was a roller coaster year. And because I was aware of it and was paying attention, I attracted more of it. And I can remember one time telling my husband, I'm like, I'm sick of this. I'm like, all I feel is people's negative. I'm like, if I'm an empath and this is actually a thing, I should feel positive emotions too. Right. Literally later that day, I had a high like nothing else from some random girl. It felt great. But I was like, oh, wait, I'm not sure I want to also be that impacted by some random person that I just walked across, like, crosswalk. Like, all of a sudden, now I feel like I'm on like cloud nine. I'm like, that's in theory great, but well, like, what if it's not a good time to be on cloud nine? Right. And energies aren't always from people either. And yeah, there's energy, emotions, all that, and being open to that stuff. It's easy to have a conversation about the theory of it and, you know, quantum physics and how it will all work and how emotions are a vibration and you can tune into any vibration. And that's what Jesus did when he would know somebody's heart and everything like that. Like there's all sorts of like, yeah, totally works. But then to actually watch somebody have to learn how to live with it has been like, oh my gosh, this is, there are so many components to dealing with other people and with yourself that again, though, I look forward to working and living and being friends with people that like can use those things for as the powerful one like to literally walk into the room and or to go into a grocery store filled with people who are scared to death of COVID-19 and to essentially warm that store with your energy because you have peace and people who aren't even aware can be cared for I mean that is that's a thing it, it is. It's actually funny that you say that because my husband and I went into a store probably a week after we got to your house mm-hmm. and I went with the intention of just, I'm not worried, this is fine, like be positive. And I was joking around with my husband and I started silly dancing because I thought just him and I in this aisle. Mm-hmm. Like, and I do that when I think no one's watching or if I see like one friend watching, I do it and then act normal. You know, so then they have to deal with like seeing something ridiculous and pretending they didn't. So it's it's one of my favorite go-tos to make people smile. And then I smile and so it's great. Well, I got caught by a random customer <laughs> person and they playfully made fun of me and different stuff, but it was very interesting to watch. Every time we passed him in the store, he was giggling and smiling. Right. But that entire store energy is not that. Right. And it was more of, I wasn't focused on trying to bring him positivity. I was more playing around with my husband and trying to make him laugh. But it is infectious. And there are people that you can't change their energy. They're stuck in their own, their master, their controller. If they choose to be in this, they will stay in it. But the people who are just affected by everything around them, it was literally going, hey, he's in this supermarket of death and despair. And then there's this one person just being really silly. Right. So, you know. <laughs> Death and despair. <laughs> Death and despair. It feels like that when you go out and about. Like, yeah, it's no comments at this point about, I'm going to do an episode on, uh, Death on and some despair. of that. Well, <laughs> collectivism and some of the political stuff going on right now. And, Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be. I'll listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've been going for a while. Yes. And we need to uh, bring this in for a landing. 
No, just leave it wide open. Do you have any parting thoughts? Some things that you like that I didn't ask you about the law of attraction. Any advice? Any stories? Whatever. Uh, well, I know we talked about forming full thoughts, but. One of the things is I would say is don't be harsh on yourself when you're starting this. Have fun with it. They talk about in the secret in the movie stuff like attracting a cup of coffee or stuff like that. And I can remember we had rewatched it years ago and I came to your house and I was working at Starbucks and I brought you a bag of beans. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yes, I had been attracting a cup of coffee. It wasn't a literal cup of coffee. It was a bag of coffee. Right. Bag of beans, actually. And you saw it and you're like, not only did I get like things to make a cup of coffee. I got enough to make a couple pots of coffee. Mm-hmm. So I forgot about that. I remember that. Yeah, I mess with coffee and, and uh, parking places. Those are both references oh. in the Oh, yeah, all the, the time. Movie. Parking and places are my favorite. It's a fun place to start. It's easy, and it's kind of cool to be able to build your belief in it, I guess. I think the thing that I do a lot when I'm trying to do like parking spaces, it isn't like I need to attract it, I need to attract it. I believe I have it. It's more of where is it? Like, right. where is it? Just like, I know it's here, so I just need to find it. Yeah, that's it's, a really good kind of backwards way to engineer. Like, it's already here. I already have it. I just need to be in the same place as it. Yep. So it's not focusing on making it be there. It's focusing on it's already there. So how do I find it? Right. That's cool. So a lot of it's just focusing on like how to find it or, you know, what it might look like or different stuff like that. Not making it come into existence because that's not your job. That's the universe's. Mm -hmm. But finding the ways that you like to look for it. And then if it's not there in the way that you want it, say no, thank you. But remember the things. Remember to thank the universe because that keeps your energy positive. And it also implies that you know that there will be another thing coming. Yeah. So have fun with it. And honestly, like, guys, if you I'm going to totally do a shout out to you. If you want to do this stuff, I highly suggest doing coaching time with Austin here. I get a little bit of this free because I trade him coffee and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And we're family and he lets me live with him during quarantine. Right. But there has been so much of this process that I've needed Austin to help walk me through. And there is such a value of doing it with a group, a community or another person. Um, I'm a verbal processor, so I need that second person. Mm -hmm. But find, whether it's Austin, someone like myself, or someone completely different, find a group of community that you can talk this through. And they can give you new perspectives. They can open your mind, and that gives the universe more opportunity. Because they can only give you what you ask for. So when you talk about it and you see different things, I mean, you just saw Austin critique how fast I am in a helpful way of being able to help me define now to more define what I want. So shout out to Austin. If you guys really want more, I highly suggest taking the time, paying the money, putting more energy and you'll get more out of it. Something like that can really jumpstart it just because you're now putting belief into it by being able to invest in it. It will completely destroy your life. (laughs) with the ability to create such a better opportunity. Like you'll look back and be like, my life, I completely destroyed it, but I would never go back. Yeah, Change requires, you want to change your life, you have to change your life. I say that so many times. People are like, oh yeah, totally. And I'm like, (laughs) 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 yes. Well, and then we've actually referenced a few episodes for uh, anybody who's kind of skipping around on the podcast playlist. Kaylee and I did one really early on, The Value of Darkness. So I think that's one of the first in the first 10 episodes, I think. And then I did one on the law of reciprocity, which she Mm -hmm. was just talking about. 
And I probably the next series I'll be doing is actually on all the universal laws, in which I will kind of do an episode on the law of reciprocity again, and then obviously the law of attraction again. But there are 10 other universal laws, like gratitude being one of mm-hmm. them. And so when you tell the universe, thank you, but no thanks on this particular detail, the universe understands that you're absolutely right. The energy is, I know there's more coming. I don't have to be all pissed off that it wasn't exactly everything I wanted. Maybe I just didn't think about everything I wanted. Thank the universe for the opportunity to refine it. And uh, yeah, enjoy it and have fun. So I have enjoyed, especially that little insight about crafting the whole ask versus the uh, chasing your tail around from one thing to the next. That's a, That explains a lot in a lot of people I've seen. So hopefully that was helpful for you. I was going to say, you guys just got to see Austin verbally process and link things together. Did you really know about that before you started talking? No. <laughs> I have no problem admitting that either. I've watched it and I observe it and I think about it and I meditate on it. So it's not like it's like, oh, it was total surprise. It was just like, I just... As a teacher, that's one of the main ways I use the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. is that I expect when the answer needs to be there, it will be there. And it always is. It is. And uh, so that's just one of my little, you get to see it working in my life in that way. So, all right, guys, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank you for having me. As always, it was a pleasure. And we will see you guys on the next episode. If you would consider donating, that would be highly appreciated. And during this quarantine, I am finally, finally, finally getting around to building all of the websites and rebranding NAC. So that should be, by the time this is done, I have had a good conversation with the universe about the fact that this time is exactly for that, for me. So, um, Look for the new websites and opportunities to have uh, spiritual coaching. And who knows where we go the rest of this year. I don't think anyone knows with COVID and everything that's going to change in a presidential election year and kind of cray cray. But anyway, thanks for listening. Hope this is helping and hitting you right where you need it. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.